0: you're listening to a podcast from Columbia Christian Fellowship in Columbia, Pennsylvania. Our services are weekly at 10 a.m. We hope to see you there. You're in for a good word today? come for a good word today this is my sidekick Chris Feierstein (laughs) so you know there's a couple of times that I don't actually speak one is when I work for Royers for a holiday that's not this time the other is when we wrap up a Bible read and we're about ready to unveil a new Bible read and that's when Chris speaks to us and so today would you welcome Chris Feierstein he's going to wrap up the old Phase of the Bible read and introduce to us, unveil to us the new phase of the Bible read. Let's welcome Thank you, Hub. Okay. Good morning. good morning, and thank you for making it here today. For some of you, it was a challenge, but God, uh, God healed you, Steve. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, uh, as a church, uh, we are uh, going currently in a three and a half year Bible read, and uh, we've been reading through the Bible now for three years and three months. And in three months, we'll complete the final phase of the three and a half year Bible read, God willing. The twenty twenty two Bible read puts a major focus. On prophecy. Uh, at the beginning of 2022, the Lord revealed to me personally that I was gonna have a tough year, and that has been true so far. And this Saturday, well, not this Saturday, it was March 12th. It's, I don't know if you remember that, it was recent, but it snowed really bad. And I was at work, and I'm backed up at work so bad, and, and it got a lot of things going on, and I, I almost wrecked my truck. I had to come off the road. And then I got home, got in front of my computer, just kind of put my head down and said, Lord, <laughs> how, how long is this going to continue? And the Lord reminded me of uh, what um, he had promised me at the beginning of the year. It was a certain verse. I was in front of my computer. So as I was researching, you're going to go back to the PowerPoint program from the beginning of the year that I, I said here, this text message came in. This is a screenshot of the text message. This is from Ron, my elder, who prays for me. <laughs> he sent me the exact, exact verses that I was going to find 30 seconds from that point, which is Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. What are the odds of that? Is, is that not God working and synchronizing things? So he, when, he, when he shows you something like that, you better take it serious. You better understand what's up. And here's what, here's what this says, have you never heard, question mark, have you never understood, question mark, the Lord is the everlasting God, remember that, the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth, he never grows weak or weary, no one can measure the depths of his understanding, he gives power to the weak, okay, there's, you have to become weak to get this power, get that, so when you're weak, you're qualifying for this power, and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Okay, It's not the strength you've had before. This is a new strength, an even stronger strength. It's a new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Very important that we understand this. In this year, as we, uh, some of you may be facing some big challenges. Okay, so the 2022 Bible read so far, we finished the book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was, in my opinion, a very challenging book. You know, Jeremiah had a very unpopular message to give to the people, and it's really that they were going to be conquered by Babylon and not to fight it, not an easy message to give, Um, but the people, God's people, they thought uh, God would protect them simply because the temple was in, uh, you know, I guess it was Jerusalem, they thought they were going to be protected because of that very fact, but uh, as we found out in the end, that, that was not true, the temple was destroyed, and God's people went into exile, and that's a very sad ending to this particular book. So, and what I, the takeaway I got really from the book of Jeremiah is there are painful consequences to ignoring God's command to repent. It's, it's, it's relevant, repent, repentance is always relevant. Okay, so we are marching through the 2022 Bible read, and we're getting ready to go into phase 10. And you can see on the screen here, here is a list of, of the book's. Of phase 10, it's Haggai, Malachi, and Matthew is the bulk of it. We're spending a lot of time in Matthew. So the Lord has a lot of things He wants to show us, I believe, in the, in the book of Matthew. And then inside of the book of Matthew, we're also going to read from Daniel and uh, the book of Revelation. So, you know, as we're uh, approaching the Bible and reading the Bible, I think it's important to have the right approach. And when you're reading the Bible, you got to understand what, what's going on with this word. And in Hebrews 4, 12 and 13, it says this, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit. I just want to focus on that second, soul and spirit. That, they are so closely knit inside of us, that would be like taking a you know, a smoke cloud of gray and a smoke cloud of blue, and then taking a sword and slicing through and dividing it. That's how, that's how precise the Word of God is when it's dealing with us. It's, it's alive and powerful. It's dealing with us. As we're reading this, it, it is dealing with us. Um, there's a need to, to cut between the soul and the spirit sometimes because of bad things that get in our spirit, that torment our souls. And that has to come out. Otherwise, we're going to face tormentation repeatedly. We don't want that. Okay, between joint and marrow, it exposes the innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. All of us will face judgment. Okay, God will judge us. So it's, it's, it's wise to go through life knowing that we're going to face judgment. It maybe it'll help us make better decisions along the way. Okay, so just a question here. You know, who is God? And, you know, Jesus is the answer okay, to, that, to that question, but uh, he has many names. I want to focus on one right now. It is El Olam, which means God is eternal, the everlasting God. Revelation 1 8 I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord, sorry, says the Lord God, I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. So it's important to know this, Jesus is the Alpha Omega, and he's not constrained by time. He is eternal, everlasting, and that gives us a nice picture of who God is, <clears throat> and how he can operate through this word through our lives, both past, present, future, and uh, I think as we're reading through the uh, phase 10 portion of the Bible read here, it's important to keep this in mind. So if you have your Bibles, go to Matthew 17. This is, this is part of the scripture that we will be reading, reading through Matthew 17 has a title of the Transfiguration. And what we're looking for is Jesus, the everlasting God. Okay. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. Okay. The first thing I want you to notice here, Matthew's writing this book. Matthew's writing this. He's not there. He's receiving this from the Holy Spirit. Okay? This would be known as hearsay evidence. You didn't actually see it, eyewitness it. But when you're led by the Holy Spirit, you are an eyewitness. But to make this even more uh, evident and give it a lot more credit is in the book of Second Peter. Peter actually talks about this as an eyewitness testimony. So I just want to, so this is a big deal, um, and there's a lot to see here. As the men watched, Jesus's appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine being with Jesus in his human form and suddenly his face is glowing like the sun? Could you imagine the sun being right next to you? How, what would you do? I mean, you would have to, fall back and take cover and his clothes became as white as light so what is going on here suddenly moses and elijah appeared and began talking to jesus okay now let me ask you this question would jesus consult with dead people and the answer is no okay that that would be uh i forget what that's called necromancy or something like that, do not do that. Do not go to graveyards and speak to dead people, okay? Do not do that. So Jesus can't do that because it's a sin. Do you believe that Moses and Elijah were informing Jesus about something? They would have had to come back from the dead, so no. So here you start to see how Jesus can move freely through time. And Elijah lived 920 years in the past, from this point here where Jesus is having a meeting with him, okay? Moses lived 1,550 years in the past before he had this meeting with Jesus. Now, the two of them had 630 years between their lifetime. They didn't live at the same time. But here they are standing in front of Jesus, and Jesus is ministering to these guys. Elijah and Moses have similarities. They, had, they both went up to Mount Sinai, 40 days and 40 nights to hear from Jesus, hear from from the Word. So in this portion, I believe Jesus is telling that. He's telling Moses at this point. He's giving him the law. And now back, you know, uh, 1,550 years ago, Moses is coming after this meeting down the mountain with with the the Ten Commandments and all the rules, the law. Jesus is the law. He fulfills the law for us. When he come down off the mountain, his face was shining so much they had to put a veil over it. You remember that? Phenomenal. So, but Jesus knew what was going on. His people needed the law at that time. Now you have Elijah who also went up <clears throat> Mount Sinai forty days for nights to hear from the Lord. At that time there's a lot of false prophets around, so uh, he had a meeting with them. And after that he came out come out of there. He started to anoint people. One of them was Jehu, who would kill Jezebel. So with that spirit operating, Jesus sent, back to, sent to basically almost back through time and dealt with that. This is, this is the everlasting God. This is Jesus who can move through time. He's not constrained by time. And I think that gives us a bigger picture of who Jesus is. <clears throat> there was a time, too, in uh, Exodus 34, 28, Moses had to go to the, the uh, mountain twice, but it says in there clearly that he had no water for 40 days and 40 nights. That to me, you know, I used to read over that and not think anything of it, but um, we know that's not humanly possible, but I believe that the time that was moving then, them 40 days, wasn't necessarily the same amount of time that was moving in this meeting here. So he did not know that. He did not know when he was coming out of this meeting, he didn't know 40 days passed. He'd probably come out there like, how do I have a beard and all this stuff, you know? So uh, it's just amazing how God can move through time. Jesus' ministry is all throughout the Bible. Jesus is all through here. He, he's not really new in the New Testament. He's been, he always has been. Important to know that as, we, as we're just reading things that I think is going to help us Interpret some things in this next phase of the Bible read. It's going to open up some things So again, we kind of ask this question Who is God? And the answer again truly is Jesus is God and He says in Revelation. This is very this is near the end of the Bible says look I am coming soon Bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. So we see here that uh, Jesus is God, and he controls time, and he is a rewarder. So, um, you know, when you speak of time, there's also a thing, a little bit of a perception of time. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, I'm sure you have, like if you've been praying for a certain amount of time and you look up and like, wow, I've been praying for an hour and a half. It felt like 15 minutes, you know, because I feel like when you get in the presence of the Lord and you get deep in there, you lose, you're entering into eternity. You lose a sense of time. Time's just not there. You're out of time. We're stuck in time right now. Because of these bodies, but we're coming out of that. We're going to enter into eternity, all of us. We're going to face judgment by God, and we're going to live in eternity. This is very temporary, this time frame. It's very temporary. We all have to make the best of it. Uh, Psalm 94 says, For you, a thousand years are as a passing day, as brief as a few nights, a few night hours. So that kind of helps us out too in our. uh, when we're waiting for prayers to be answered. You know, because to us, it feels like forever sometimes. But, but uh, you know, God is, ha- has control of time. And then in Second Peter 3, 8 and 9, he says, but you must not forget this one thing. So he's telling us that, not to forget it, because apparently it's easy to forget. You must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. So, we don't want to forget that. So, if you have your Bibles, go to Revelation 20. Okay, Revelation 20. Now, John, the eyewitness testimony of John here in the book of Revelation, he was able to see this because he was pulled out of time and taken into the future. Okay, So that's how he could write this as an as eyewitness testimony. Um, <laughs> these events have already happened. Okay, this is, It's yet to come. But it's already happened. And that's a little bit challenging to understand. But uh, God has already seen the entire duration of all things. Our lives, past, present, and future, is all known to him. Because it's, it's already basically happened. And we are carrying it out, still with the freedom to make the changes necessary that we need to make in our lives. So, okay, let's see what he says here in a thousand years, because this has to do with the first resurrection, okay? Maybe I should preface that by saying we, we will at least die once, okay? And some are going to die twice. It, it's destined for each man to die once. Um, if you die twice, that's actually the second death. That's, that's basically going to hell or the lake of fire. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you will not die the second death. So, if you haven't accepted Jesus, you better think very carefully about that. You need to make that decision and stick with it your entire life. Is it going to be easy? Not necessarily, no. You're going to have a lot of challenges. You're going to have a lot of uh, opportunities to walk away from Christ. But uh, in Revelation, it says that, you know, cowards don't make it into heaven. Cowards can't really be Christians. There's no fear in Christianity. If there is fear, it's temporary. It should be, anyway, because we come to Christ and we know that we're taken care of for all eternity, all eternity. These problems are very temporal, very. Okay, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. So imagine what's going on here. He seized Satan and bound him in chains for a thousand years. The angel threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut and locked, so Satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years were finished. Afterward, he must be released for a little while." So so what you're seeing here is kind of like a pause, you know, my opinion, that pause comes just when the devil's ready to take it all. And then God says, puts the pause button on. Just like when you ever played a video game with somebody? Now, what would happen if you walked, left the game, and went to go get a drink? They would just roll right over you, right? So you hit the the pause button. And in God's case, what he did is he bound the enemy, put him in chains and threw him in the bottomless pit. This thing now is on pause, okay? Because God can do that kind of thing. So, with, well, what's going on during this pause, okay. Then I saw thrones, and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. Notice that people are judging in this first resurrection. It's kind of a, a weird concept, and there's going to be a lot of questions generated inside of this Bible read. <clears throat> it might take our, our whole lives to answer some of these questions. So... Okay, when I leave off, that? and I saw the souls. Here's the people who were there. I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God. They had not worshiped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their foreheads or their hands. They all came to life again, and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So you see the type of people that are going to be here. These are the people who overcame, okay? These are the Christians who were very serious, beheaded. So ask yourself, and I I do too, would I lose my life for Christ? Uh, That's, I think we'd have to have grace for the moment, but uh, it's something that we should uh, consider. Okay, now, they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This is the first resurrection, The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them, the second death holds no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him a thousand years. When the thousand years come to an end, Satan will be let out of his prison. So now we're unpausing. God's hitting the unpause. He's unbound. He will go out to deceive the nations called Gog and Magog in every corner of the earth. So that's that's from everywhere. See that? every In every corner of the earth. It's not just one little spot. You can go to, don't do it now, but... Uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 gives a lot of uh, input into this Gog and Magog thing. So, basically, the evil nations are surrounding, and now they're about ready to take out God's people everywhere, really. "'He will gather them together for battle, a mighty army, as numerous as sand along the seashore. And I saw them as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city.'" So big fights coming up, right? This could be a big major war. It's going to be a big big event, right? Not really. But fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. So that's it. That's it. When this this thing gets unpaused, there's not a big who's going to win. It's just the fire comes down and bam. And here's what comes next. Then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur joining the beast and the false prophet. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. This is it. It wraps it up. This whole thing's wrapped up at this point. Okay, now, that was the first resurrection. Here we go, now this. And I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled his presence, but they found no place to hide. So if you could imagine that, this, this, this courtroom Is going to take place even the earth just leaves and the sky leaves i don't know what we're left with you know but i guess we're just sort of like standing in front of of god's throne which is you know eternal but hard to imagine what that would look like i saw the dead both great and small standing before god's throne and the books were opened including the book of life and the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up its dead, and death and the grave gave up their dead, and all were judged according to their deeds. So we, we must know that what we do is getting judged. Okay. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. And anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So that's, that's hell for the most part is what we say. That's the final outcome of a life, a person who never found Jesus Christ, who never accepted the Lord as, as their Savior. This is their final outcome, and it's permanent, and there's nothing but regret for all eternity. So uh, if there's anyone in here who has not accepted Christ, you need to, you need to think very Carefully about what's going to go on with your eternity. I don't at at this point you can't tell the Lord you were never told. Jesus Christ is your Lord. I'm telling you now. Jesus Christ is your Lord. He's eternal God. It's your only chance to escape this is Jesus Christ. You have to put your faith in the Lord to cry out to Him say, Jesus, I make you my Lord and my Savior, and you need to stick with it your entire life. Cannot stray. Okay, I'm going to read on a little bit more here. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. So all this is going to be gone, right? Everything you see, gone. And the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, "Look." God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are going forever. This is, a, this is our future, so we, we should be happy about this. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So, you know, I'm, I'm really praying that uh, in this, this final portion of the Bible read, that we really just get a real good sense of who Jesus is, the power that's available through him, and, uh, you know, our final destiny of living in heaven with Him for all eternity, and what that kind of means in our life, and how we should play that into our decisions that we're making now. So, this here is the, is the Bible read pamphlet. This is the read-along. They're out there at, uh, in the foyer, and uh, please pick one of them up and uh, join in on this Bible read. Uh, there's, also, there's also a, uh, a website uh, it's blesscolumbia.org And you want to go there Because you can uh, Some things that, that you have That the Lord's put on your heart To share You can put on there And other people will read it And Dan Beck's on there a lot And he, he famously Puts this quote behind all of his His revelations And it's pray, read And praise God And it's, it's just perfect that's, that's really what we should do <laughs> We should live our lives like that um, So the very last thing here is a memory verse for, for everybody to remember. Should be pretty easy. It's 1 Thessalonians 5:17. And it's two words in the NLT version. I think it's NLT. But it's pray continually. So we should really be doing that always, because that's when we were really in the presence of God. So, Justin, if you want to pray for.
1: Him. guys stand and join me in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for this uh, little taste of so much more that you have for us coming up here in this Bible read and Um, thank you for this message from Chris, some insight to who you are and how you operate and how limitless you are. Lord, I thank you for some of your instruction that, uh, you keep teaching us more and more about and not only do you instruct us, but then you turn around and, and you prove it to us. And, um, I always think of the, the Bible read as, 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 like the fuel, and reading your word and, um, prayer as sort of like, you know, fanning that and, and getting those flames to burn. And, um, so Lord, we know that these are, these are important pieces of a big recipe, um, to, to accomplish what you want to accomplish through us. And we thank you that you do that. You involve us. You don't need us to do any of these things, but you involve us. You love us. And that's how you've planned it, Lord. And we thank you for that father. So I just want to pray over everyone who's going to be joining in and, um, following this next uh, phase of the bible read father give us time you just showed us that you can do anything with time you can stretch it or shrink it or bend it it's it's nothing to you lord so i pray that you would stretch everyone's time and give everyone here time to um fit in the bible read into our uh (laughs) busy lives We've, we've chosen a lot of busyness and um we need you to help us lord so Pray that you bless everyone here as they read and give us understanding. We want to become more like you, and that's thinking more like you. So we need we need our minds to be changed and, and renewed and molded. Um, we know you never change, Lord, but we need changing. So change us, Father, before and, and through through this Bible read. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to our weekly message. To connect with us, visit our website at blessedcolumbia.org.